for the touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Tonight on the show, we're ruining the food and frightening the customers. That's right. It's a double dose of Gilmer. It's me and my cousin. That's right. This is Adam Gilmer. Welcome to the show. Yo, what's up? It's so fucking cool, dude. I'm so glad you're doing this. Like, it just makes me super happy. And I'm glad you kicked my ass to do it sooner because otherwise it would never happen. Well, we fucked off in Florida and we didn't we do did. it. So, I mean, are we yeah. going to do it now? Yeah, no. we totally, we totally did. Okay, so the movie is Enemy Mine. Yeah. And what, what is your background with this? Because you're like a biscuit younger than I am. All right. So I had a neighbor and I had this, my mother had me get babysat by the neighbor. And one day she had it um, on a VHS tape, like taped off the TV. And I just. I was about six or seven uh-huh. and it was, and, and, and she put it on for me and I immediately was just like glued to it because of, I don't know, it's probably the special effects or, or the makeup effects or whatever mm-hmm. about it um, that, that did it for me. And it's just like this perfect 80s sci-fi that just, I don't feel like it gets it due from people like, because you know, it's it just gets kind of like um, washed over by Star Wars and, and shit like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, it does. It does because it's kind of like this. It, it's almost like a it's almost like a cross pollination between sci fi and fantasy, right? Yes. So it's uh, basically during a, a long space war, um, the lives of two wounded enemies become dependent on their ability to forgive and to trust. Now, that is the IMDb synopsis of this movie. Um, but the two enemies are Dennis Quaid, who was just owning the 80s with this. You know, right. I mean, he was he was the shit. And then Louis Gossett Jr., and they both think that the other one is alien, right? Yeah. Which is really interesting because it's it, it plays on that. It plays on the fact that, first of all, here's what's really sad, is that this movie's called Enemy Mine, right? And it's based off of a book. And they needed to make a subplot in the film with a mine because they were worried that audiences would be too stupid to understand <laughs> that enemy mine meant my enemy. See, I never, I, this is one of the, the movies that has a book as well. And I never read, I, I haven't read the book because I thought it would tarnish my memory of this movie, mm-hmm. which sometimes happens. Mm-hmm. Some, like, like Blade Runner. I, I fucking love Blade Runner, the movie, but the damn book is absolutely horrid. Oh, interesting. Android Dream of Electric Sheep. And people like people talk about it all the time. They're like, oh, it's a great book. And I go, it's trash compared to the movie. Well, you know, you're, you're one step ahead of me because you read. No, well, I'm I, I I read things that are like, you know, that I think are like culturally significant. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't I'm not reading fucking Harry Potter. Um, Maybe when it's like 80 years old and I'm like older. I'll, I'll get into it. Maybe uh, there's something to this, but like, uh, I I do tend to read sometimes. I want to know what people's um intentions were when they made a movie of a book, or mm. vice versa. And 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 a lot of times they 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 fucking miss the mark big time. Right, and, like the Jaws book is oh vastly God, different imagine. than the Jaws movie. <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine what that is. If we yeah. lived in the Jaws book, then Mrs. Brody would have fucked Richard Dreyfus. Okay, so let's, let's all look at that for a second. <laughs> like, big, big old difference there. Same thing with The Exorcist. The Exorcist book is like 10 times as explicit and disgusting and creepy and weird as the movie is. So... It, they could never have put that book necessarily to celluloid, but 
this book, apparently, um, the the author worked with the director, Wolfgang Peterson, to do the closest version that he thought of his book. So he wanted to make sure that it stayed as close possible to the book. And I guess Wolfgang Peterson was a fan of it. And so he made his whole thing like, yeah, I want this as close. Absolutely. I want the the costumes to look as close to it's the description in the book, which is cool because like that doesn't usually happen. Usually they're like, fuck the writer. You know? Oh, yeah, all the time. And and but sometimes I don't know, sometimes you get a gem like if Kubrick's involved, you got a gem, you know, mm-hmm. despite it being anywhere near um, the, the writer's intention or whatever. But in this movie, like I. I I didn't understand the mind part when I was a little kid. I, I thought of it as like mine enemy. See? And and, and that's and, and I think that but but later on when I got older, I was like, oh, there's a fucking mine in this. And the, and these drags are they're I don't know what they're getting, some rocks. Other than that, they don't really show you what they're mining. It's yeah. Fucking, this like, death mine. Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like a slave camp. It yeah. is what it is. It's a slave camp. It's a place where that particular kind um non-human, right, is taken to this place where they can just literally break rocks all day. Like yeah. that's what until they're until they've, you know, uh, exhausted their usefulness and then we can just kill them. Yeah, and there was like the whole section of them in the mine at the end that was like it was like here's where we keep all the dead bodies. Like why wouldn't you just throw them on the fucking ground like all the right. other shit, like hold right. on to them, like they're gonna do something with them. So, like, so, like, my memory of this movie when you brought it up and you were like, "I want to do this," I, um, I watched it and I had like a couple flashbacks of things I remembered, right? And one of the things I remembered was that creepy creature that lived inside the pond that was just eating, like that was just killing things, right? And it also almost takes off Dennis Quaid's leg. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like a sand pit. It's like and, a yeah. It's like a it's like a giant sand worm turtle thing. But like it showed like that little turtle creature kind of going in there, and then the sandworm comes in and just like takes it and eats it and then spits it out. And that was one of the memories I had. And then the other one was when Dennis Quaid gets sent back to his military base. And he's basically dead inside that uh, body bag and they open it up and he's just like immediately reanimated, you know, and the tries to choke that guy. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I was like, that's it. So uh, I I remember like almost scene for scene this movie because I've, nice. I've watched it like 30 times. My old lady, when she fucking, she sees me, she'll come in the room. And I'll be watching it and she'll be like, oh, enemy mind's on again. Same with like, man, you know, she'll be like, oh, fucking you're watching that again. Okay. And and then she'll just disappear. That's but like, great. she knows it's good. Right. Like there's no, like that, like people don't, I mean, there's, and I've showed my daughter it, like she's my, my, my daughter's seen like maybe three or four times now. Like we went on a roll of watching it for a few days in a row. That's so uh, cool. When she was little, uh, and 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 I I have a, a fondness for it because when I think I had expressed to my father as a child that I liked Enemy Mine, and he kind of perked up and he was because my father's a sci-fi like fanatic, like he 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 knows the good, the bad, and then the absolute trash. He knows like every good sci-fi anything kind of in that realm he's you know he's got his ears perked to it so when he heard that i liked enemy mine i mean i think we've watched it a few times together but i mean it's it's to me it's not just sci-fi it's it's absolutely it's like a it's a morality movie yes it's It's a movie about human about being human what it what it is to be human on the inside regardless of being different on the outside and and i think it's app it, it's application in the 80s like it, it doesn't work these days like it, it 
it, the, the message is fantastic, but I think people are just, I don't know. They're, they're too scatterbrained these days, but like back in the eighties, this could have worked so many on so many levels because of like the cold war that was going on at the, at the time you have people that, um, you, they, they, they find common, you know, commonalities with each other. And, and that's what I like about the Drax and the humans in this. It's like, they, they both have a religion mm-hmm. like, and, and they both have like a need for their race surviving and, right. and the health and happiness of all that. And, and that's, and, and it's kind of the reason, one of the reasons that they kind of, you know, see eye to eye eventually. Right. And, and that's why I, I, I love this story. It's like, a, it's a story of like this wonderful friendship that wasn't supposed to be. And then they, at the end of the movie, they like fucking reunite. They, they, they unite in a way, both these warring de facto messes of, of civilizations, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so you talked about like finding common ground. And one of the things that, by the way, happy belated birthday. Oh, no. I'm such an asshole. I was like, when was it? And my mom's like, three days ago. I'm like, God damn it. You know, I miss everybody's birthday. Don't even fucking worry about sending me shit because I, dates and time to me mean nothing. So I fuck. <laughs> so don't don't expect you're getting one from me. And be oh, like, yeah, no, that's that's fine. That that ship has sailed, Captain. So I have a question, though. One of the things about like finding common ground. You yourself are a very big music fan. Like you are part of a very specific type of musical community. And it's the same thing like where you can find common ground with somebody in that musical community who probably doesn't share anything else in common with you. Correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, And and, and it's like this. God, in society, it's like I fucking bite my tongue on it because <laughs> they're they're in my musical genre. One my one of my main musical genres. There is, you know, the sketchiest people on the planet are part of it, but also like some of that music's good. Like, right. <laughs> well, like, like it sounds good. Like, like I, I like I listen to it, but right. I don't absorb the message of it. Uh huh. Yeah. You're you're not you're not going to go hang out at like a Jason Aldean concert or anything. Oh no. No. But but even that shit, like like I've been watching all that, and I'm like, oh my god. I I go I go. All right, I get it. But I I I can see how people are like, you know, this is this is racist and everything that. But I don't I don't know I don't know that dude's intentions. The music's fucked horrible i won't listen to that shit but <laughs> but i listened to the song and i watched the video just to get context what everyone was feuding online about and i go okay i get where people are fucking you know got their a bunch right where where people would have where people's re- like perception of that would be yeah. one way right which it's understandable because like there are people who think like well all people who listen to punk music are the skinheads right but then that's not true um and then there's like the straight edge crowd and then there's there's you know uh, the hardcore crowd and all you know what i'm saying is like you guys seem to find some sort of common ground within the music oh we got to because there's so i mean well not so much anymore but like there's so much um subgenres in punk rock in like punk rock right but <laughs> in quotes and like if i was to just hang out with people that were you know just in my little subculture uh-huh. um a very small world and and to be honest like i i think you're fucking lame if you're just like one style of music right and you 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 can't like like any of this crossover shit or or like I mean I love metal I love rap I love fucking everything dude I mean there's this country I love too but it's it's like I I, I don't I like um you know 
loud, fast, angry music primarily, <laughs> you know, but, but, uh, and, and, you know, in that culture, there are a million subgenres that, you know, find their kind of thing. And, and we all kind of like gravitate towards one or, or the other, you know, it's hard to explain. Well, it's like- been for a fucking over, you know, 30 years now, like yeah. since I was kid. But it's almost like everybody just wants to find a place where they fit, right? Like, yeah. And I think one of the things with Enemy Mine that is interesting is that Dennis Quaid, you know, crash lands in this sort of almost swampland, right? Um, and he he doesn't have any of his people. His people are gone, right? Like He can't get back to his people. He doesn't know where his people are. So he's basically like, I have to live here with this this person who is of a different race who i don't understand who speaks a different language kind of uh that i'm trying to teach english to um but that but that also he becomes like receptive to the idea of learning something new because he's forced into that situation and it's you know he gets to like learn what this other person's belief system is and what what makes them happy and what how they grew up because he even taught they even talk about that like where they were you know and I, i love the fact that the film for its time period i said like for that time period really does have a a really good moral message like you said like it very much does have like a you know, stay open-minded to people. And just because someone looks differently than you or talks differently than you doesn't mean that they are your enemy necessarily, you know? I think I, I think because of this movie, um, I, I gained a lot of morality from it as a kid um, because it's about meeting someone halfway. Right. Because with, without... Um, with without uh Davich learning um Jerry's kind of religious book yep he, he would never have he, he would never have gone on to like kind of um take control of the situation for um zombies right zombie born and and he knew and he knew his obligation to his i'm just gotta say his best fucking friend ever. Yeah. This is this is I mean they saved each other's lives multiple multiple occasions um they, I, I mean you're living with this person day in and day out and and they father a child or whatever parent a child and they die right after and that and they die right after that he and he's given an obligation he needs to take care of the thing that is you know the dracon is it draconian or drac yeah Rack. yeah in the rack world where they, he has to you know speak the child's name in this big ass fucking whatever all right whatever yeah and, and i fucking love that shit too like the end and then they put his name into and it and they put like, his I, name in there oh my god right. it was so great it was just it's it's a it's kind of a feel good movie right i mean it's very sad because we lose jerry you know, Jerry dies after childbirth, which apparently now correct me if I'm wrong, because you've seen the movie more than I have. But doesn't Jerry say that? Like Jerry says, I'm going to have the baby and then I'm going to die. No, 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 no. Something's wrong. Oh, um, OK. Jerry, Jerry, his th- this was not planned. Like he, his plan was to parent this child and and raise the child. OK. You know, but when when his. When labor sets in and they're in this fucking gnarly cave, right? And like winter out there, um, something goes wrong, and and Jerry ends up dying, mm-hmm. and then and that's and that's what I like. It, it, it's like because Davich he he's he's got this baby drac in his arms, and he goes, I, I just have no idea what I'm supposed to do with this being, you know, right? right. Who he who. He a few years earlier, I don't even know what the timeline they were on this thing for, was that 
uh, he fucking hated these people. He wanted them all dead. Right. Oh, like any other circumstances, he'd be kicking that baby outside and being like, "R.I.P. Sorry or whatever." I mean, use this, this this baby for target practice. Yeah, but this 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 baby is the most important thing in his life. Yeah, and it, because it, it was his best friend's child, and I, I fucking and he raises it, and 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 I just love the fact that like zombies doesn't understand because he's never seen other people he's never seen other drax he's never seen anything but um damage exactly worries about why he doesn't look like him right there's this amazing scene that gets me all like teary-eyed i mean i know nothing makes you cry but (laughs) i know you're my cousin um but it really like got to be i and i don't usually get sad in movies at all like you know fuck steel magnolias but this, yeah. this scene where Zombie says to Davidge, you know, my hands don't look like your hands. My face doesn't look like your face. I want my face to look like your face. I want my hands to look like your hands because he's counting on his fingers and he has like, th- is it three? Yeah, he's got three. He has three fingers and he's like, and you have five. And there's this, you know, Why? Like, why do I look like this and you look like this? You know, and and Davis just explains to him that this is how you are made. This is how you were created. And this is okay too. Just because you look different than I do doesn't mean that you're any less loved, doesn't mean that you're any less special either. And that's a that's a really beautiful moment, especially for the 80s. The 80s wasn't really known for this. Listen, and that's and that's this fucking that's the other thing about this movie is it's got that it, it's a race relations thing. Yes, right it is. It's, it's and nobody's doing that in the eighties. No. Nobody, nobody's fucking. I mean, don't get me wrong; they do like forty-eight hours and shit like that. But but that's like a, a big old comedy, and it and it kind of exploits the differences. Yeah, in, in white African American fucking people, but this. This that scene, that whole the whole ethos around that is so fantastic because it's like all that shit you have in three fingers is bullshit. Who cares? What ca- right. what what matters is is the character of the person. Mm-hmm. And 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 Davich and Jerry, they got to know each other's character. And 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 that it, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's just this little subtlety that's in that movie that just you kind of you kind of just sit back and go, man. This is this is it's got a way more important message than just like a fucking human fighting an alien. Nope. You know? it's not. It's it's not even. It, it's it's not even that. It's like it, the deeper message of it is just human. You know, it's just yeah about being human. You know, and so the wolfgang peterson who directed this also directed never-ending story now i have a question for you yeah has mabel seen never-ending story yet you get the fuck out of here we've seen them all oh, okay. even a bullshit cartoon it made but 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 obviously like never-ending story and i and i really um i don't know i I feel like you're a gross adult if your child has not watched that. Like I, I find like, you're no, you're no friend of mine. You're a, you're but, a bad parent. You haven't oh, shown your fucking, fucking kid never a like, story. Oh yeah, if you just fucking force feed them whatever Disney crap they got, you know nowadays, yeah. and you don't have, like I'm telling you that there is something about the never ending story. I don't I don't know man even today they they ain't making shit like that no like is that no for kids they're just not no and it's it's so I don't know there's something about the way that never ending story looks like very specifically the way it looks with the puppeteering and the practical effects, right? And then you look at something like Legend, which I just watched the other day and hadn't seen since I was a kid. Same deal. Practical effects, 
practical sets, all of this stuff, right? And I'm just like, yeah, they don't, they literally like, they don't make them like that anymore. They don't make them like that anymore. You can, you can watch that. We'll, it, it is, it is a level of artistic ability that is, I feel like is, is dying. Yes. And, and, and I, and I like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think when, when we get older and we watch some movies that were like CGI, like crazy, um, they're going to be so dated and everyone's <laughs> going to go, this isn't worth my time. It's, I mean, this is, it, it, it's, it's off. It's just the human eye just looks at it and, 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 and they know it's fake. Right. But like the, the, I don't even know, like the, the stuff from enemy mind and, and never ending story. And, uh, What's another '80s one that is like? I can't, I can't, I can't put my finger on it. Well, Legend, Legend is Legend, fantastic as well. Oh my god! But I, I think like there is not gonna. There's gonna be a time they can't do it now. It's too expensive. It's it's too time consuming. It's too expensive, and I just don't think they have people that are interested in that art form anymore. Yeah, uh, that's the anything. thing. Is that all of the so like you've got like Rick Baker who's up here, right? For American Werewolf in London, that yeah. right, and then you've got the Tom Savini's, the Rob Botines, the Craig Nicotero's, right? And then there's nobody under that to carry that torch because it stopped at some point, and then everything became computerized. I think there are people doing it, but they're also like they're infusing the computer shit in with it okay. because they like, I can't, I, I can't get that per perfect effect that I need mm. to, but for some reason, I, I, I think it just cheapens shit. It you really know? does. Like, I hate when I see, like, I love, I, I, I do. I love practical gore, but if I'm watching gore and I, all of a sudden, cause your eye can see it, when it switches over to some sort of like CGI blood as opposed to actual blood or CGI like uh, wounds as opposed to real wounds. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, I'm out. Like, it's horrible because I, I do. I have like a prejudice. <laughs> it's cool. It's, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of people that are movie fans that have a prejudice to CGI. And then there's the status quo of people that are just like, like big bangs and explosions and you know shit like that so right right it is what it is it's just it's just ain't for me yeah there's there's others there's like i don't want to get like too off topic but like in no country for old men there's only one scene in that movie that i absolutely find abhorrent and that's when he shoots or he's he's hunting after these deer Uh and they're like cgi deer the rest of the movie, I don't really, I don't notice it at all. But right. that one, there's one scene where he's looking through a scope and he sees like the CGI, uh, I don't know what the, it's their deer or antelope or something like that. And they just like bound away. Um, I go, man, you just fucked up that little bit of this movie and I'll never forget it. You know? What? But now here's what's interesting, though. I just saw Cocaine Bear and that shit slaps. That was that, like awesome. <laughs> and I was uh, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. You know, like there's moments in that movie where I'm like, don't hurt the baby. Don't hurt the baby bear. And my boyfriend just looks at me and goes, you know, they're all CGI. <laughs> well, if you're going to do it, I, I understand. Like, all CGI. Yeah, go hard, whatever. Yeah, right. And it'll, you know, especially in that fucking avenue, which cocaine beer, you know, I, I haven't yet, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I've just heard mixed reviews on it, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. It's, it's great. It's, it's fucking good. great. It's, I mean, it, it's, it's literally like 80s music, cocaine, gore, comedy. Like, I mean, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, it is not meant to be. be Right. It is it is yeah. not meant to be. It is not thought provoking. It does not yeah. make you, you know, question your morals or ethics. It is one hundred percent you first of all, you're rooting for the bear, number one. And yeah, yeah I mean, it's no, it's just cool. Like it's just, it's just cool. 
All right, I'll have to check it out. Like, he's like, you got me, you know. Like, um, all right. So, so Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr. were also. I didn't realize I didn't make this connection earlier, but in 1983 they did Jaws three together. And you're the one who made that connection because what the only thing that I had ever really kind of noticed Louis Gossett Jr. in before was um an officer and a gentleman. Oh yeah. Um, because I, I think his his character in that is fantastic. But as Jerry, I didn't really know who he was. Right. Because the the makeup effects are so fucking fantastic. Absolutely. But the, the Jaws three, uh, it's it's just I I forget I forget Jaws three every once in a while because, um, but it was one of my one of my favorite of the Jaws series. Same. Just just because like uh, the the I don't know, man. Just it, it was it was bonkers oh they were dealing with this problem i mean they're in sea world right there is sea world in florida there there's a there's a british like alligator hunter guy photographer who just shows up for no apparent reason louis gossett jr is ordering people around you know and and tell them like you gotta you know it's like move the fish like but but it was like they went they went hard like people are dying and they're like right. ah, don't let's go on I keep going. But here's the thing when they were interviewed about that movie and I mean I'm talking about they're making the movie and Entertainment Tonight did a whole like you know like da 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 like they did a yeah. whole special on it right when they're interviewing the actors especially Louis Gossett Jr. and Bess Armstrong they're 100 percent committed to this project like they're not phoning it in in any way. They've done their research. They believe they're doing a good movie. They're excited to be doing another Jaws, you know, another Jaws installation. Like everybody, nobody thought they were making Shakespeare, but nobody thought they were making like a movie that people just love to hate. Right. Like everybody was pretty much like, yeah, we're doing this. I'm fine with that, dude. And that's some of that shit is like gold. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I mean, People, it, it wasn't like people, they like Dennis Quaid. I've I've yet to see anything that he's in that he just kind of phones it in. Nope, doesn't. have never really seen it. Um, yeah. and, and and that's kind of one of the reasons I like him so much. But like Louis Gossett Jr., I don't know that many films with him in it. But like he's he's a fucking great great bad guy. Excellent. You know what yeah. I'm saying excellent excellent actor. He did the Iron Eagle movies, you know, like he's tattooed. Oh, right? I know. I've never, oh, I had never I seen about that those before. Things. And I saw that recently. It was just like, oh shit, this is this is super yeah. This is 80s, right? Like it's like, we're gonna go get my dad. I think Iron Eagle, th- those need to be like, I don't know, there need to be like more yeah, dude, frat boys um watching <laughs> those. Cause that I mean that that toxic masculinity. I fucking love it. I, we need. Listen, like, that, I'm a, that's I'm it. Of, that's the best line of this whole show. Toxic I'm masculinity. I'm a fan of. We I'm, need I, it. Like, listen, I'm a fan of fucking toxic masculinity. Like, I I don't know how to say. It. Like, I hope you, I hope we get canceled for it. Go yeah. have that. Fucking. <laughs> So now, Enemy Mine, for instance, isn't really about toxic masculinity. It's actually about kind of the opposite of that, because it's about these two people that are kind of bred to hate each other, right? Yeah. But they learn to meet each other where they're at, like you said, and one of them actually learns to become a father as a result of it and become someone who carries on an ideology that they weren't born into, you know, because they believe that 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 is was the right thing to do. It was like, you know, your your dad, mom, your 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 parents taught me this thing. I'm going to teach it to you. And then someday you're going to go on and teach it to somebody else. 
which and is awesome. I, I, and the other thing about it is it wasn't, remember when he shows up to the mine and he's like, where the fuck zombies? Right. And it, he, he gets all clean cut and, um, and then he blasts out of the, the fucking space station and he shows up to the mine and he's just like fucking those miners up and then just mm-hmm. like punching his way to find zombies. And all the other Drax, they, they recognize him. They, they understand who he is and they understand that, that zombies is cause, cause those people, they, they'd be like, every human is fucking trash and I don't need to deal with them. But right. they understood that zombies was raised by this person and he is extremely important. Exactly. And, and they even know his name. They're like, yeah. you must be Davich. Yeah. Like, you know, and, like. And, and they, they go out of their way to help him. And I just, I fucking, I, mean, I can't say a bad thing about that movie. It's, mm-hmm. it's got everything I need as far as a moral code um type of thing weird thing is there's no women in it there's like one lady in it i just realized yeah the only women that ever appear in this film are when when davich gets uh taken back to his original military substation or whatever it is um there is yeah there's a female soldier in there but yeah there's no yeah there's no, uh, there's no, there's no sexual tension going on. There's that. This is a there's movie about it. friendship. Yeah. Between it, men. It, like it's. Oh no, man! This, it, it, I, I just feel like there's the morality of it in its packaging. Just did it for me when I was when I was a kid. I, I just I can't I can't get past. I mean, I, I like. I love all the other shit in it. Like the, the auxiliary kind of the sand monster mm-hmm. with the fucking, the snake thing that comes out of it. What and is that it, thing called? Blue. Does it have a name? Oh, okay. All right. I have no idea what it's called. And, and, and it just shows up out of nowhere in their tent in one of them. You know, really? they just, it, 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 but that thing, the big thing that I noticed when I was a kid was it, bl- it bled blue. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, cause I, I I was a little older and I was like, I bleed red, but my blood inside me is blue. <laughs> As like a little kid, I was like, this is fucking mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so we have to talk about the greatest bad guy of the 80s, one of many, but Brian James. Oh, dude. Plays just the most despicable. I think he's the head of the mine. Is that it? He's like the. I don't know if he's the head or he's the manager. But but his his badness and this goes through the roof when he has that claw mark on his face. Oh yeah, because zombies fights back. So yeah, so him and his his cohort. Uh, approach find zombies just walking around right zombies has wandered away from the from the tent and he's just kind of exploring his surroundings and uh these two jackasses for lack of a better word come along for him and they start fucking with him because he's different because they're taught to hate him because he's you know because he's a drag right so they start fucking with him and they're basically gonna kill him and zombies fights back and scratches the shit out of brian james's face so brian james has this like crazy scar for the rest of the movie and then when they finally find him again they kidnap him and make him a slave basically they throw him in the slave quarters of the of the mine and you know where all of his other kind is you know basically forced to work in the mine and and, and the the thing about it is like because he zombies was warned not to go right to those people said don't don't go and talk to don't don't talk to those people don't don't what is this he says he says don't don't uh don't venture too far into the sun or something like that yeah i don't know it was it was one of the sides like don't go north or something like that yeah i can't remember which way which which direction was but i don't know if if Davich had explained to zombies that human beings are not going to be cool if they see them. Right. I don't know like how much that was, you know, um, drilled into them, 
but and especially this group of humans because they weren't they weren't even like sanctioned by um whatever the the military they were right. just allowed to exist because they're attacking their enemy you know they they, yeah. they they don't they don't encompass them in their government or whatever structure they have they're just kind of auxiliary eh, you're fucking with the drac so we're not going to fuck with you mm-hmm. kind of people um and zombies has no real idea that the um that the uh human beings are a threat to him right because so, he thinks that the human beings are of willis's descent so yeah right he doesn't understand why anybody would fuck with him which is also sad <laughs> like that also kills me when i watch that scene because he just doesn't he doesn't comprehend that someone is going to judge you for looking different than them yeah and and it's just i i just think it, it's it's another you know absolute gem for the 80s you know and then and, when dennis quaid gets taken back to that hospital you know you kind of you're kind of thinking oh he's going back to his own quote kind right like he's going to be reunited with all his old military buddies and they all look like they're all dressed like members of craft work like they're yeah. oh totally <laughs> and so and he just kind of takes one look at them and he's like fuck this i gotta go i gotta yeah. go i gotta go rescue zombies that's my that that's my job i don't give a shit what you people do i gotta go do this and, well another thing is like while he's laying on that stretcher and they're gonna like you know they're just they're sending them off into space they're like what religion's this person and they're like oh christian they're like they give him a cross they shoot him out into space. He looks like like some some bum they picked up, right? You know what I'm saying. Everyone else is like clean cut in that little cl- nice classy bag and everything like that, like the body bag. And he's just like, that's the weird thing is they 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 never stopped and been like, what's going on with this guy? Why is he all fucking look like a cave person? And you know? he has a copy of the uh drac. It's around his neck. What is that around his neck? It's like, it's almost it's like the, the Quran or something. Yeah, it's the Dribble. The Dribble? The Drac Bible. I the Drac Bible? It's good. The Dribble. Yes, he has a copy of the Dribble around his neck. And they're looking at him like, wait, this doesn't compute. Yo, and he, yeah, he yards on that fucking thing hard to try to break it off. And then and he that's what wins a lot. That's what wins a man. Like, don't fuck with me. Yeah. Oh, my no, God. It's, I don't know, man. I, I just, to this day, like, I, I think it, it's it's going to go away in the ethos because it's, people are going to be like, oh, it's kind of cheesy looking special effects and stuff like that. Um, it's It'd be a hard sell for younger people to get into it. Yeah, but, that's, that's the hardest thing is because it's almost like if these have a very specific look. So like if Wolfgang mm. Peterson also who also did never ending story the the filming locations for this are munich germany and so is never ending story so the swamp of sadness is the same set that they use for enemy mine awesome yeah right exactly so they have all of the like that that sensibility is in there like it looks very specific right and i don't know it's just like i feel i mean i I don't have kids. You, Mabel is our only hope, to be honest with you. Mabel is our only hope to be able to carry on this love of these types of films because, no, everyone's going to be watching Guardians of the Galaxy 9 or or some Marvel movie or something like that um, as opposed to rediscovering or discovering this stuff for the first time, you know? Well, you're always going to have people that are interested in, um, I don't know, like authenticity. So I think you're always going to have somebody, you're always going to have in any, in any age group, people that gravitate towards, um, I don't know, like that, the hue of authenticity that this movie has and a bunch of other older style stuff mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. like, um, she is gravitated to she 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 gravitates towards old stuff like she she understands that it 
I don't know. It's got something to it that it, that newer stuff kind of doesn't. Don't get me wrong. She's she's gonna like the newer poppy type of stuff, right? But I think she's always gonna kind of be interested in in things that came before, you know. But not all kids are. But I yeah. think there'll be a lot of kids that do, especially if their parents kind of show them the value of it or, or the importance of it. I think that's you know? all. Yeah, exactly. I think it's passed down. You know, I think like your your dad and my dad, you know, had a, a big part in that with us. Like a lot of the stuff that we're into, we're into because of our parents. And yeah. we... And a lot of stuff we're into, we're into because our parents look the other way. <laughs> big time. But big time. <laughs> but but the other thing that kind of lets them realize that we didn't become absolute mutants um, is that we do find value in the things that they value. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love older movies and I and, and shit, man, uh, they, I like older movies. And they and they caught me watching older movies a few times. Like my parents, like I remember they had they had VHS copies of all sorts of old musicals, like Seven Brides and Seven mm-hmm. Brothers, um, and then like Brigadoon and stuff like that. Yeah, and there was a ton of stuff that they put on a lot when I was a kid that I just couldn't fucking be bothered to watch. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't stand it, and and they would. It was like all schmaltzy, schmaltzy like crap that I, I couldn't stand. Um, but every once in a while, something got through and I fucking loved it. <laughs> like, I, I, like Jimmy Stewart movies. I love them. Mm-hmm. And they weren't like the forefront of what, what my parents were watching, but something about them just, I don't know, resonated with me where yep. I, like, as a kid, I didn't like It's a Wonderful Life, mm-hmm. but there ain't a Christmas that goes by now that I don't fucking watch it. I mean, that's a dark fucking movie, by the way. Uh, I, oh, and that's the thing. Like, I didn't know that it was dark. The, the movies that they watched, there were there were never any um, there were never any like uh, real dark ones. Right. Um. But I kind of found them like uh, how green is our valley? Uh-huh. It's it's this fucking I'm, we're going off topic. I'm sorry, but it's, oh, no, it's, that's this whole show is going off topic. <laughs> it's a black white movie about this Welsh family that um, it's it, it's this Welsh family that like they're all minors. Uh-huh. And, like one of the little kids gets kicked out of school and he has to go work in the mine. And Nothing happy about the movie at all. There's right. no fuck whatsoever, but I love it. It's like, it's all downtrodden people and shit like that. And some of that old shit, man, they, they just kind of got through. It wasn't all just like puppies and rainbows. Yeah. I mean, I like um, the man who shot Liberty Valance. Oh, which, yeah. Oh, God. What a great movie. Like when, when legend becomes fact, print the legend. Like it's, yeah. it's so fucking good. I love it. I love that stuff. Um, all right, so to, I mean, I I want to put this episode out around my dad's birthday, right? Because every, every year we kind of, November, we kind of like put something out, like we put the Porky's trilogy out last year, you know? And, um, and he really loved this movie. Like this was one of those movies that he, I remember and I can have a, a very like specific memory of him watching this and um all of the james bond movies which is really funny because i used to watch the opening of the james bond movies just to see the girls dance around and play the music and then i was like okay i'm done well the problem with the james bond movies is there's so many great ones but then there's like i remember I, there, for a, for a while at the at the vh at the video store i would pick up a james bond i wanted to watch them all Right. right? And there was a bunch Oof. with the bad bonds. Right. There's- right. For every for, for every Dr. No, there's an a view to a kill. Oh my fucking 
that one. Uh, Which, despite the fact that it Timothy has Dalton lungs, this oh is yeah, fucking terrible, man. Like, right. I, I, I remember, I remember, like, man, I'm, I'm get, to, I get to watch it. This is a different Bond. I remember picking, I forget which one it was, but it was. I had watched all the Sean Connery ones, and I, but I liked. I was like, man, I love these. These are they're so, they're so perfect. But then, like, I don't know who the next one. It wasn't Roger Moore. It was somebody else that I picked up, and I and I brought it home, and I was like, uh, "Who's they, this?" They fucked up. What happened here? They like, they like from the beginning onset of like the first scene, which is usually like a banger. Always, like, always, yes. The opening is always the best. But it just they they were, I don't know, man. There's so many bad bonds, but luckily the new. The new guy, uh, what's his name? Fucking. Oh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, he's badass. He's a great Bond. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he he's a fucking fantastic Bond. And I don't give a shit if they if they make Idris Elba. There people are all up in here. They do that. He would be a fabulous Bond. Anyway, he's he's awesome in everything. That dude can fucking do anything. Like I'm surprised yeah. he's yeah, not doing wacky comedies at this point. No. But the, yeah, but this fucking planet and their ethos of, uh, oh my God, there's not the right color for this character or whatever. Like, get fucked. Who gives a shit? If, you, if it's good, it's good. You know? I, I can't, that, that shit has got, that's so lame to me. Oh my God. All right. So if people want to follow you on social media. Don't. Perhaps you should ask yourself why. Fuck off. I, I, I don't need to listen. Okay. Yeah. If you don't Sorry. know me, you don't need to know me. This habit. <laughs> right. It is, it is a, um, it, it's a habit because when I have people on the show, that's what I tell. But if you guys would like to follow Bandic Movie Monday on social media, please yeah, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we are going to have merchandise available very soon, which will be available on Tee Public. Uh, but for now, stay manic, my lovelies. <laughs>